Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. The long national nightmare is over. Of what? I can sleep soundly at night. Why? You 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 have fixed your you fixed your situation over there with your uh, yeah. bookshelf. It's not leaning anymore. Yeah, it's strapped. Yes, it is strapped to the wall. Isn't she strapping? Yes. No, I mean, it, I, I, it looks even better than it did before, and it looked great before. Now I'm just less concerned about it coming tumbling down on top of you, or in the middle of the night. Looks good. Now I just need to worry about the basement flooding. Well, it hasn't flooded in some time. Yes, because that's how fl- <laughs> floods work. Uh, what do we got going on this week? Um, the- <laughs> Welcome to the death episode. Yeah, there's a lot of sadness in this episode, isn't there? Yeah, we go from a couple of deaths, a couple of real life deaths to a movie that's talking about another real life death. Oh, man, bummer. <laughs> just the way it is. But aside from just uh, general sadness, there's other news that happened this week. Yes. Got some weird comics facts for you. Have you watched Black Adam yet, by the way? No. Oh. The Rock posted a picture today of him during Black Adam. My lord. Uh, what? What was it like? Forty-five days after release, it's going to go to HBO. We got almost—I don't know—halfway there or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I didn't care that much to uh. see it, but we are talking some DC stuff this week. Mm. Sports reports. Uh, doubling down on a thing. We're going to do a Black Panther review. We're going to do a single comic thing, and then your questions. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a there's a packed show. All right. With all that in mind, let's dive straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Uh, first and foremost, and this is more of a scheduling thing. I'm sure everyone saw it this week that Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy passed away. Yes. Since Black Panther is a big enough thing going on, there was another death this week. Uh, we're going to put that off till next week and just do a whole uh, dedicated episode. That might be the whole thing. Like, there might not be any other segments. Okay. So, I mean, obviously sad, but we'll do kind of a whole Kevin Conroy thing next week, or that is the plan, unless my house floods. Why is your house going to... There's only a little bit of snow coming tonight. You can always do the show at my house. So it's been announced that the DC Universe movie Bible has almost been completed. Really? With a 10-year roadmap done. You know, like the last time they said they had a 10-year plan. Oh, yeah. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long. No. It was like five years ago. Yeah. But uh, this is apparently being done by James Gunn and the producer whose name I'm immediately blanking on. But yeah, apparently... That's nearly completed, and James Gunn keeps on putting things out on random social medias. He's like, oh, here's an image of Lobo on Mastodon, or here's an image of Mr. Terrific on one of my other social medias. Might have been Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. But he seems to be teasing things that are coming. There's also this big like hubbub this week about like Jason Momoa put out this whole thing. He's like, oh, man, I'm so excited about this James Gunn thing. Like, my dream project's coming to fruition. And then he posts that image of Lobo, and everyone's like, is he playing Lobo? Because he looks exactly like him. Jason Momoa? Yeah, he, it, Lobo's just space Wolverine on a motorcycle. But he's already Aquaman. Looks a lot more like Lobo. Casting anyone but Jason Momoa would be weird. But he's already Aquaman. No, you look at this picture of Lobo. Just typing in the word Lobo, go from there. Like Rebecca Lobo, the WNBA all-star legend. Look at him. He just looks like Jason Momoa. Oh, wow. He kind of does, but paler and not as big. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also, 
uh, David Zaslav, the guy who's uh, running Warner Brothers now, they had um they had a Zoom meeting this week. It was like this public town office, and he's like, "Yeah, we're, we're gonna streamline things. It's not, we're gonna we're gonna have like four Batman's." I'm like, "Okay, so you're up to three already. So really, you're just like we're not gonna have four. I'm like, "Okay, great, do, but, do, but you have three. Do you mean town hall, not town office? Yeah, they weren't having like a public you know registering your car." No. A town hall forum, I think, yes. is, is what you were going for there. I was just trying to help you. Well, thanks. You're welcome. I would have caught it in when I was editing. I forget, whatever. Yeah. But I just, I didn't want, I wanted to let people know that you're smarter than that. <laughs> but he'll I'll use this weird phrase aside from being like, we're not going to have four Batmans. Okay, great. We're going to ride the hell out of DC. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a positive. It sounds like Lobo. <laughs> That sounds like you're going to oversaturate the market. Like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Great, you hired James Gunn to be your Kevin Foggy. That's awesome. Seems like a good dude for that. Oh, but also we're going to just go nuts on this. Mm, great. Yeah, it that, seems that, to be that's a, a lot. That's what uh, I wanted to hear. Just a weird quote. going to drive the hell out of DC. Drive or ride? Drive. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll I mean... It's one of those things like guns in charge, at least on some stuff, and that's great. But it's, you know, he still has to answer to this dude. So yeah, it doesn't just happen. If he's smart, he'll just back away slowly. Like that's why like Gun has a producing partner with the so yeah. Gun can do the creative, the other guy can do the money, and hopefully Zaslav is just you know hands up, walk away. He's like, oh, you guys are gonna make me money? Cool, thank you. Yeah, that might be the thing to try. But I did not like that quote. Yes. Do you ever play the game Bioshock? Uh, maybe. Like 2007? You're underwater and you have a big drill for a hand. Sure, let's say maybe I once played it, but I don't recall it. Yeah, I didn't really like it. There there were at least two of them. There's a movie coming out. The director's like, we're going to stay true to the tone of the game, which is always the thing that people say. And he's like, this is going to break the video game curse. We're going to do a good one this time. Oh. To that I say you're a liar because there's never been a good one. Dirty, dirty liar. Uncharted was okay mm, never played uncharted this is as good as we got okay i will uh say speaking of video game news huge video game news this week call of duty warzone 1 is shutting down for call of duty warzone 2.0 as part of the modern warfare 2 package it Great. goes live this week i've never cared about call of duty oh call of duty uh warzone's a lot of fun it's a ton of fun they big battle royale game and then they have a smaller mini map that you can play on because when Call of Duty really blew up with Modern Warfare, I had a roommate. He had an Xbox, mm-hmm. and he literally played that game eight hours a day. Oh, it's addicting as hell. He he literally didn't own a single other game. It was just that. He'd, he'd go to school. He'd come home and play that. And just a string of random women would also come through the apartment. And that was his life. Uh, a string of random women would come through his apartment while playing Call of Duty? Yeah, they were there sometimes for oh, that. Wow. Well, doesn't sound like a horrible life. To be fair, he had a very inexpensive hobby because he didn't play any other video games. Well, I mean, Warzone is free, so there's that. And yeah, that's also a pretty inexpensive hobby, I suppose. Yes, that game in 2008 was free. No, it wasn't. 60 bucks. 59.99. No, Warzone. I know, I'm saying yeah. back in the day. Oh, no. 64.19 with tax if you were in New Jersey. Oh, wow. That's probably because you sold a bunch of those, didn't you? Yes, I do remember. Uh, yeah. I do remember the tax breakdowns. So, yeah, the, 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 of course, Warzone is kind of blew up in popularity because it was released right around the time of the beginning of the pandemic. There's a lot of people. Playing. I remember during the pandemic playing a lot of Warzone, like hours. Because you couldn't go anywhere or do anything. So you just hang out with the boys and play play warzone don't say the boys it sounds so stupid <sighs> i found out today somebody called me a twink that doesn't make sense you're not hairless i didn't know what it was until today i did not know i guess that would make you more of an otter is that a thing too yeah you can look it up <sighs> how do you know all these slang terms you don't even work with teenagers 
Your students called you a twink? No, no, my students did not call me a twink. I was like, oh, Twinkie? I love Twinkies. They last forever. And then I, then the kid's like, no, no, you should probably look that up, but not on your school laptop. I'm like, oh, that's how I know it's not good. Constantine 2, because that movie's happening. Is it really? We knew that for a while. Good old Keanu Reeves coming back to the role, but the director has said he is going for a hard R this time. Ooh, the hard R. So his biggest disappointment about the first movie, it was... Warner Brothers really wanted it to be PG-13, so they did everything, like, PG-13 style, but it ended up getting an R rating anyway for, like, the vague term of intensity. So it's like, if I knew we were going to have, like, we were going to get an R anyway, yeah. I just would have leaned into it. Like, no, this time, we're doing it. We're going to earn that R rating. And to that, I say, sure. Okay. Have Keanu Reeves hunting down demons and calling them names. Apparently really aggressive names. Well, it's like, John Constantine in the books is British, and you know, throws around some British colloquialisms. Oh, like wanker? I was thinking more of a hard C. Oh! <laughs> a carny. <laughs> yeah, that's what he calls them. Like, But Keanu didn't play British in that movie. No. He, he did in uh, that Dracula movie, so that's probably for the best, but... Yeah, Maybe you bloody wanker. Oh, don't, didn't need that. But you got it anyway. Bloody wanker is not that bad of a saying. Yeah, but... The other one, yes. You don't have conviction, and you're not British, and it was a bad accent. I wasn't really efforting very hard on right. any of those. That's that. So we're going to move on from there to we great to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Here's what coming at you. Okay, excellent. Because it was Black Panther this week. Mm. You, you may have seen the movie. I may have. Uh, there was a time in the comics, and when I say a time, I mean like once or maybe twice. Uh, the name of Black Panther was changed to Black Leopard. Now, Can uh, you spot when it happened? Yeah, th- this isn't a Fantastic Four issue, but what ended up happening is uh, Black Panther, the character in Black Panther's The Group, kind of came up at like the exact same time. Uh-huh. So to try and create separation from the group, Stan was like, hey, we're going to call him Black Leopard now. And he rolls up, he's like, I'm Black Leopard now. And then it lasted like two issues. Like, Never mind. Let us never let's forget this ever happened. Remember that time I said I was something? Well, I really am not. Yeah. So from changing your title to Meta World Peace, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bare tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Wow. He's not in the news anywhere, but that's just No, the no, first I thing. was just also like <laughs> that was a really abbreviated version of weird comics facts. That's it. Yeah, he was I don't once. Tell you. He was once Black Leopard. Yeah, he was temporarily Black Leopard. Then he wasn't mm. to create separation from the political part, from the political group. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, in Jared Sports reports, the NFL no longer has any undefeated teams as the Washington Commanders beat the Philadelphia Eagles, previously undefeated. Hilarious. And uh, right on cue, people like Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka were popping champagne bottles. Of course, members of the undefeated Dolphins team from '76. Uh, continuing to celebrate their historic and never reduplicated feat of a season without a blemish. Patriots came close, but that evil man David Tyree with his sorcerer friend Eli Manning put an end to that. I seem to remember some Super Bowl where things seemed to be going great. They, I mean, they, they had played better, but they didn't play well enough that night. So, yeah, no more undefeated teams in the NFL. In fact, there's a tweet I saw today. It was called the NFL Circle of Parody. You can create a circle where this team beat this team beat this team, and it's a complete circle. You can draw a line through all the teams, and it gets back to the beginning. Uh, Zach Ertz of the Eagles was injured, and despite that, my fantasy team, 
Thurston Long, because it's been forever since we won. Picked up our second win of the season, even though he's my starting tight end. So good news for my fantasy team, who has 0% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, well. New England Patriots, actually, if the playoffs started today, would be the seventh seed, and they would go to the New York Jets, who lead the AFC East after the Buffalo Bills lost yet again in a classic game with the Minnesota Vikings. And the Buffalo Bills, the big, bad Buffalo Bills, as you would, Supposed to be the I toughest wouldn't. team in the AFC. Nope. They are un- they are they have no wins within the division and they're now third. So the Patriots uh, with a win and a Buffalo loss this weekend could actually jump above them in the division and all would be right in the world. As the Patriots take on the Jets coming out of the bye week at Gillette Stadium. Should be a really good game. Kind of scared about how everyone's talking about the Patriots like, haven't lost to them and your hated Jets. I don't hate the Jets. I don't like the Jets. Of all the teams within the division, I would say in order of disdain it would go buffalo yeah buffalo new york miami okay i thought the first two might have been swapped but that's okay no i mean used to be it would it has swapped recently when the bills became good again (laughs) but no it was the jets for the longest time but i mean also the patriots have been the jets the jets um i don't know the, the the most polite way to say this there's like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. That's pretty much what it is. They just kind of swat them away. But this is Great. different. They're not the same old Jets because they also beat the Bills. But uh, three games in 12 days coming up for the Patriots. Three tough ones. The Jets who lead the division. They have the Vikings and they also have the Bills all within the span of 12 days. So it's a very critical 12-day stretch for this season. Really make a break. Patriots go 2-1 and one in this stretch. They probably can get themselves in the playoffs if they go 3-0. and oh. Yes, 1-2 and two probably really hurts their chances. So... Who knows what will happen, but Patriots are 5-4 and four above 500. <laughs> there you go, above 500. Yes. Uh, also, a great tweet uh, I saw this afternoon. Uh, it says, Tom Brady, 2-0 and o after divorces. Look out a world. So, not advocating that if you're having a bad time in life, you just get a divorce, but still. Whatever. I guess he can go cry into his millions. Yeah. Well, as long, as long as he has them. Half of a lot of millions is still a lot, a lot of, of millions. millions. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's going to have to sign another contract just to make ends meet. No, I don't think he's going to either. Also, well-known, well, well-known chi- uh, problem child and uh, poster child for you know displaying CTE effects in real time, Antonio Brown. He posted a a uh, text message from Tom Brady uh, on his Snapchat story and Twitter. It was a long, long text message about how Tom Brady was. Disappointed, kind of a disappointed father tone. The big takeaway wasn't an iPhone message. It was uh, it was clearly from an Android. Okay, great. So there you go. Do you feel validated? Damn right. I love my Android. Tom Brady's an Android man. I appreciate that. Great. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other. Boston Bruins, hottest team in the NHL. I think they're 16-2 and two right now. Off to a fantastic start on the season. Multiple goal scorers. Uh, UMaine product, Jim Montgomery is the head coach, making great things happen for the Bruins as they approach 20 games on the season. And the Celtics continue to do well as well. Hottest team in the NBA. Best record as of right now. Won seven in a row. Look at that. Boston sports are back, baby. <laughs> Except for the Patriots. Well, the Patriots are in the playoff hunt, man. <laughs> and probably the Red Sox. Oh, well, whatever. It, it's it's wintertime. Uh, the hilarity of the Lakers uh, still brings me joy. I think... <sighs> Are they three and ten or two and ten right now? I can't remember. Probably not good. Either way, I got a big kick out of that. Uh, the Bucks were finally dethroned, lost to the Atlanta Hawks. Then they lost to the Spurs, but that's because they didn't have like any of their starters playing. So, you know, weird that it's the Spurs, but mm, got to take losses somewhere. Oh, correction: the Celtics are uh, the Bruins are fourteen and two, not sixteen and two. They've played sixteen games, fourteen and two. No, 
I got to be accurate. Thanks for correcting yourself. Yeah, I know. I don't want to have a town a town office meeting later. <laughs> yeah, that's where you just get pulled into to an office, pulled into the office upstairs, give you a verbal warning. Yeah, goes in your file. <laughs> oh no! All right, not HR. Oh, and Emi Adoka did not get the uh, Nets head coaching job. Nope. Which I'm. I was surprised they even brought up. It's like, hey, you know what? We've been mired in controversy all year. Come on, Emi. Hop on in. Water's just fine. Like, no. Like, no. Avoid, at this point, just avoid as many controversies as you can. Good idea. Smart. And I think that about does it. Yep, that's it for sports reports. All right, so we're going to move on from there. Uh, We're going to do a single comic before getting into Black Panther, but we're taking a detour to Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Now, this week, you may have noticed it wasn't brought up in the news. Uh, We're doing the single issue of Superman because artist Carlos Pacheco has passed away. Just a few months ago, uh, he revealed that he was retiring from an ALS diagnosis. I mean, I don't think it's out there. Also, no one's business, but like how long he had it. But yeah, so I mean, just a few months after saying that he has passed away at the age of 60. That's young. Yeah, and he's been working for thirty plus year career, like consistently. Like he's always been a big name, and one of the weirdest things in the world. He follows like three or followed like three hundred people on Twitter. I was one of them for some reason. Made no goddamn wow. sense. I don't. I never understood it. And I check back periodically. I'm like, is he still following me? And then I look like, why? <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. incredible. Sure, why not? Like, there's like some um like kind of like maine or new england based people that will follow me on twitter who are like comic like artists and whatnot like that at least makes sense this dude was over in spain maybe you're just i mean i tweeted about his stuff a couple of times but i have no idea chris baron the lead singer of spin doctors followed me for a while (laughs) it's a weird one too i know i posted something about i probably was like it was either like pocket full of kryptonite or little miss can't be wrong or something like that and then i got followed by him for a little bit he even liked one of my tweets oh he liked one of the tweets i said about the spin doctors (laughs) yeah I like that thing where you complimented me. This is back when Twitter was new before it became the Wild West. So we were going to do one issue of Superman. We talked about some of his stuff before when um there was uh, the life of Captain Marvel, not the 80s series, the one that came out a couple of years ago where it was like, oh, she grew up in Maine. I like Maine. Yeah. I bought a piece from that, but then I ended up selling it in the store because, you know, that's what the store was there for. To make money. Yeah. Financial transactions. But this week we're talking Superman 663. This is part of... From 2007, this is part of the Camelot Falls arc with a longtime writer as well, Kurt Busiek, and like I said, art by Carlos Pacheco. All right, take it away as I threw you in the middle of the story. Yes, uh, apparently Superman's having some sort of crisis again. An existential one. Yeah, it's kind of like very very Spider-Man of him to have one of those. But he uh, returns to Metropolis to find that the new gods have been kind of um, bunging things up a little bit. The new new gods. These are like the kids of the new gods. These are yeah. like the teens of the new gods. The teen, teen, teen angst new gods. And he's just kind of like... We're uh, solving crimes and shit. Yes. And Superman's like, uh, this is not really really how it's supposed to go. But the leader of them, uh, like Lightning Bolt, Thunderbolt. Light Ray. Light Ray, whatever. I mean, I got half of it right. Was like, you know what? You need some time off. And he's like, I just took some time off. I do love when Superman gathers them all up. By the way, he's uh, towing a cable in his mouth just to like literally wrap them up. I think yes. it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets all these kids together, literally rounds them up like, I don't know, it's like a sheepdog rattling sheep. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in Metropolis? Flitting around like Madden Sparrows squawking, damaging my city? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I like that. I just, I that's like how Because that's how normal people that aren't from an alien planet talk. Madden Sparrows squawking listen smallville get better 
I just like that. And then yeah, Light Ray shows up. He's like, ah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I also like the advertising that went throughout this. By the way, because it reminds you of two thousand seven. Mm, yes, I mean two thousand seven was not a bad time. I just graduated college. I was full of hope and life, and now here we are, some you know twenty six years later. Not so much. It has been 26 years since 2007. 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 15 years. Yeah, there you go. Close enough. Good. It's been it's been a hot second. Good math. Yes, thank you very much. But Superman's been told by this random wizard Aryan yeah. that because Superman and other Justice League members helped the Earth, they're holding um, them back from developing and eventually... Destroying themselves. Yeah, it's, it's going to snap and society will destroy itself and it's going to be their fault for not letting uh, humanity grow beyond yes it's pretty much like yeah you're delaying the inevitable and by the way that you're delaying the inevitable it's going to be really big when it happens now like instead of like only being a problem it's going to be ending of humanity superman's like hmm maybe i should just call it good yeah, I'll call it a day. Well, it's time to retire. So where does he retire to? He's going to Maine. Well, that's that's where everyone retires for the summer, and then he probably has a place in Florida, too. But still, yeah. they go to good, good old Cape Netic. I remember when this came out, actually, we were both working at camp, and you asked me if Cape Netic was a real place in Maine. Hey, I don't know the name. Of, I still don't know. Do you know the name of every city in this goddamn state? Uh, I know no. quite a few. No, you don't know all of them. There are, two, there are two towns in the state that have hyphens in their name. What are they? Dover Foxcroft. That's one. Lewiston Auburn. Close, but those are two separate cities, and that's a that's a slash, not a hyphen. Yeah, they're the same to me. Lucerne in Maine. It's the name of a place in Maine. It has a hyphen in it. There okay. you go. Great. But just taking random. What, shots. You've never heard of Santa Gat? I'm just taking shots at Lewiston Auburn over here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cities of the Andrew Scoggin, Lewiston Auburn. Please stop. What? It's the little song. If you sing that 16 counties song, I'm going to punch you in the head. 16 counties has our city. <laughs> Could you name all 16 counties? Probably not. I might be able to. All right, here we go. No. Yes, well, no, yes. No, this is no. a little main piece. We can do this. No, this is bringing things to a grinding halt. Just, no. Just moving on. Placate me this one time. So, Superman and Lois, they go to Cape Netic for some lobster rolls. It's probably in Cumberland County. Probably. Don't look it up. Okay, she's eating a lobster roll. She wants to go antiquing, and Superman's... She does the typical thing. You know what? I'm going to go antiquing. Why don't you go, go do a man thing right now? Where is she going to go antiquing? It's the middle of the night. Well, no, it's daylight savings. It's like four thirty. Okay, great. So there's still some time to <laughs> yes get some and some nighttime antiquing in. Yeah, but I do like that. You know, they go to Maine, so it's the thing that everyone has to do. Like, I'm getting a lobster roll. After this, I'm going to drink a moxie and have a whoopie pie. Mm, yes, Cape Netic is in New York, so it'd be in York County. I was wrong. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> but Lois is like, look, you're not going to quit. But go think about it. Go do your thing. Get out of here. And Superman flies away. We see him. Over the coast of Maine. Mm -hmm. Because it's Maine, there's also a big lighthouse. Yeah, Cape Medic Light, double light. Superman's looking at He's like, look at that place. Yeah. It's picturesque. So pretty much, they actually, they did what all tourists do in Maine. They only came like 20 miles into the state. Yeah. And then he thought to himself, you know what we shouldn't do? Come up here when the leaves change, because that would just annoy everyone else. Mm. Mm. Yes. So he goes and sits on the moon and thinks about it. Yeah. That's one has want to do. Well, it's always that Superman thing that's like, because then he goes back and he immediately saves a little girl who's falling off a ledge. He's like, if I hadn't saved her, like, yeah, like, like I got to save the people. Like, I can't not. Like, I'm not trading lives for something that may or may not happen. But there is always that interesting Superman thing of, like, like does he need to sleep? Like, could he just literally go nonstop from, like, crisis to crisis, like, every second? Like, we, I mean, obviously, like, for the sake of, like, story, he, like, has to have a personal life and all this other stuff. But, like, what's stopping him? Like, how does he know when to call it a day? Like, it's not like you're punching in. Like, no. And where does he find time to write all those stories for the Daily Bugle? 
Well, he's very fast. Yeah, I wonder how many words a minute he can type. He's probably not a very good writer. Especially when he talks about like splattering sparrows and whatnot. <laughs> but whatever, then they get into a fight. And we re- only really only did this for those two pages because it just... I don't know. I liked it when it came out. It was just there have been plenty of comics that have like popped up and shown like random main things here and there. Like I think one of my favorites is uh, I rem- there's like a big fight on a beach like in Wells where like the defenders took out like giant robots and just left a bunch of debris there. That was a pretty funny one. Sounds like Wells Beach just dirty and not well taken <laughs> yeah. care of. Just a big old robot head there. Nice. I don't know. Um, this one it's one of those things like people connect with different things for different reasons especially like with you know how many comics are out there and stuff and i don't really i mean it's not that old it's like 15 years i don't know how much like this run is remembered but i it's solid i enjoy it and also it's just fun kind of like yeah you, you do kind of remember those like personal things of like oh i liked this art for this reason and also yeah i, I do remember where i was when i was reading it like, mm, i remember where you were when you read it <laughs> yeah all those years ago and i don't know I, I am not an art critic by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like certain things will like spark a reaction. And this one certainly did. And I've, you know, I haven't forgotten about this issue in 15 years. I've probably forgotten the rest of the story overall, even though it's uh, sitting over there on the shelf. Mm, but you still, uh, you own the original floppy copy. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else, like I was just, something. Oh yeah. I know what you're saying. Like recently, like I'm a big YouTube addict. Uh, I started watching like old square one TV segments for some reason, like Dirk Niblet. <laughs> Right. Remember Dirk Niblet? No. What? Can't help you. You didn't watch Prices Right. You didn't watch no. Square One. No. Did you watch Bill Nye the Science Guy? Yeah. But... What about Wishbone? Yeah, that, that was roughly in the great age window. There you go. All right. I just didn't want to feel like I was the only one. Your vision book just moved. That was weird, huh? I think you're just going insane. But it might be. I don't know. That's. I just wanted to highlight this one issue just because. You know, of all of the stuff, and he's done like huge, big time stuff, but this is just one that's always kind of like stood out. It's like, oh, I like this one. This one's special to me. Yeah, no, it was a fun issue. I mean, there was some fighting, there were some aliens, some lobster rolls. It's a good time. Just staring at the earth. Kind of, <laughs> kind of want some uh, lobster claw now. It is the most superior meat in all of lobster. I mean, not the way prices have been. I don't even know if I had a lobster this year. I haven't had a lobster in some time. I'm not a big tail guy. I don't like the tail. But if you give me like lobster claw meat, I will eat that all day. Are you a butter dipper? Oh, totally. Yes. Just remember, when you eat the tail, you got to take out the poop shoot. Yes, you do. It's always bad when you see people don't do it. You're like, eh. You're eating lobster poo. Yeah. All right, that's it for that. So we're going to move on from there to talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. As we do with stuff like this, uh, even the box office says you probably saw this, mm. but we are going to do non-spoilers and then spoilers. Time codes are listed down below. I had a random revelation. I have to type them in. When we were watching this the other day, I forgot how much I love movie movie theater popcorn, but also it took me for, I had a popcorn, like a little piece of the popcorn get stuck in my teeth. It took forever to get it out. Yeah. I hate that when it happens during a movie, especially a long one. Yeah. Because this movie is not short. No, it is not. Uh, I, I will, we'll start with up front. This movie is way better than it has any right to be, considering like the handbrake turn they had to do with this. It's like, oh, are we even doing this movie? Are we recasting? Are we changing the story? Like, yeah, what is happening? Like, does anyone want to come back to this movie? Because uh, yeah, there's there's a million terrible X factors in here, and it works surprisingly well. Oh, one hundred percent. I thought it was it was very well done. I thought there's some really great performances. I think Angela Bassett steals the movie. Yeah, she's definitely the best thing in there. 100%. Her acting in this, 
unbelievable. Yeah, she she does a great monologue about like all the shit she's lost. Because I mean, mm-hmm. for what we've seen in the movies, like we've seen her lose her husband, seen her lose her son. I mean, shit went away for five years. Yeah, exactly. She's thrust into a role that she never wanted as Queen of Wakanda. Yeah, there's just a lot going on with her. I like I liked her a lot. She was one of those because you know there has been a. a a significant amount of like oscar buzz like oh could she get an oscar for this performance it was like she hasn't got an oscar yet that just i don't know she's one of those you would <laughs> like, think, yeah yeah she's just one of those people who seems like she would have an oscar right you would hope so i don't know if the movie is good enough for her to get an oscar though like it's not an oscar quality movie it's a top-notch performance yeah i think she could get a best supporting yeah nod. i hope so or just at least the recognition so i mean the movie like it's super long i don't think it's very well paced like i wasn't feeling the length until like realizing when we were just getting into act three and i was like just now yeah like when they start like like getting ready for like just start to plan the final fight i was like holy shit we we got a ways to go yeah, we, still have another, we still have another 20 minutes <laughs> it's way more than that I mean, that movie's like three hours. How long is it? What's was it three hours? Line? It's like two and a half or something. Uh, I mean, it, I, I didn't think it was that. I mean, the middle act drags a little bit, but. Two hours, 41. Wow. Yeah, I felt like there was some stuff we just could have just flat out cut out. Mm. Like all of the stuff with Martin Freeman. Yeah, Martin Freeman didn't really have a, a role in this movie. He had his own little separate movie. Yeah, he and they, did. And they kept coming back to it. I'm like, wow, like we're really spending a lot a lot of time on this martin freeman's american accent's pretty good too yeah he doesn't have that like weird flat thing yeah that like like a benedict cumberbatch does like his american accent is just flat mm. like, i'm from nowhere it's true or even guys like you know tom holland who tried to put on like you know a new york accent yeah except Didn't he, really I, I brought it up i probably brought it up before there's this there's this one slip he has in um civil war i was kind of surprised they left it in where tony stark's like oh we're going to germany he's like but mr stark what about me homework like, oof, couldn't do that H, could you? So I mean, there's like an entire storyline in there. I'm like, I don't need this. And there were even... Like, yeah, all the stuff between Martin Freeman and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Just kind of like, what did that do for anything in this movie? And there were even a couple of the Dora Milaje who were, uh, were getting a like a good chunk of screen time. And I was saying they're going like, were they? Like, I don't remember this. Like, were they like in a scene like with like two lines in the last movie? And I have like no idea who they are. Yeah. True. There's that with a couple of them. I did like some of the symmetry in the movie, though, with what was happening in the very beginning, and then the ultimate, without spoiling it, ultimately the the pieces that Shuri needed to solve her problem hand wave a problem away. Yes, science. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, it was hand waving, but it was similar I mean, hand waving to the situation say, in the beginning. They also hand waved away time travel, so I, I can't really be too upset at them for being like, "Oh, we fixed this with science." Yeah. We also created time travel in like an afternoon. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> While doing the dishes, I had a thought about, "Could we do this?" Uh, I was. I like the guy who played Namor. He's new. He hasn't done anything before. I was shocked. Shocked, I tell you, how much time they spent like just doing like close up of his little wing feet. Oh yeah. There's a lot of emphasis. I feel like some people would just lean away from that. And I saw like an interview with Cooler was like, sometimes you just got to lean into the weird. And they leaned hard into those little wings. Well, I mean, it's very weird. It's also like he's not Greek. He's from the ocean. He's not He's not Hermes, the messenger of the gods. But to be fair, those were winged sandals, not winged feet. Yeah, no, he just has little wing angles. He does. He, he just flits around. Yep. <laughs> really fast. Yeah. Overall, I liked him, though. Uh, the thing that... I didn't really buy. They're kind of like three things. For a movie that was two hours, 40 minutes. It was 41. There were three things that felt really rushed to me. Like, 
not a spoiler. It's what the movie's about, like just dealing with Black Panther's death. Yeah, I felt like they just glossed over that, and like the whole movie's about that, but it's like they glossed over it in like thirty seconds. Mm. It's like Shuri's praying. She's like, um, like I'll do whatever, like if you save my brother, and then we just that's it. Like we move on from it, not move on because this whole movie is about grief and dealing with it. But like, well, no, you have the funeral scene. I'm just saying, like the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, they're like, ah, he's dead, and then the rest of the movie happens. Like, wow, that was fast. And I'm glad they didn't, like, I know they said they weren't going to, like, recreate him digitally, but I'm like, hey, but you could still, you know, sneak in the Black Panther digitally, like, maybe have it be, like, a sacrificial thing or something. Mm. But I'm, I'm glad they didn't. I think it was no. a smarter move to I, not. Yes, I agree 100%. But, I don't know, that the death just, like, it occurred so fast, like, right up front, and then we're into the rest of it, which I guess is good, but it just, it felt weird. Then I didn't fully buy... Um, into Namor's motivations, those also felt like like really rushed and glossed over to like get them to the conflict. Mm, yeah, a little bit. It's just it's like he's in. He's like, this is my thing, and now I'm gonna poke you with my big stick. I will say that Namor did like his motivation in this. Like, is very believable as far as why he is the villain. I feel like he went from like zero to sixty real fast. He did, and there was like that moment. And to be fair, he's a very hot-headed character in the comics. Like it's, yeah. But it just he went so quick from one thing to another. Like, yes, he wow. did. So that felt a little rushed. And then getting um, uh, Riri Williams Ironheart's character in there that I was also like, like it's like a really quick scene. Like, oh man, she's doing this one thing quick. We got to get her, like, bring her over and kidnap her. And now she's a part of all this. Like, wow, there was not a lot of integration there. No, and not a lot of exposition. Like, if you don't know anything about her, if you don't know anything about the comics, you'd be like, who is this? Yeah, they really grabbed her fast. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a very quick thing. It's like, oh, and, we want... And it almost seemed kind of inconsequential, because I don't... Then, like, the thing they grab her for, they don't really use her for that much. No, they don't. So, I don't... There's a couple things in there that it was just, like, for as much breathing room as this movie has, I'm like, I'm going to use a little more breathing room on a couple, couple of things. A couple of things, but yeah. I don't know. Those are kind of nitpicky things. Also, like, I mean, this movie was... I know they were, like, rewriting it on the fly, and like piecing it all together i think it came out great for what it is it's certainly not a happy go lucky fun time though like if you know coming especially coming off of she hulk yeah no it's it's one of the darker it's about grief yeah and they certainly don't pull away from that they lean into it hard which isn't a bad thing no not at all all right so instead of our normal patent review scale as it's thanksgiving season i'm going to give you three options was it the main course are you going to eat it are you going to eat it at the table is it leftovers? Are you going to reheat it later? It'll still be just as good. Or is it green bean casserole? Nobody really wants it. Just go see it in theaters. It's Everyone's going to. <laughs> like This is going to be a massive hit. Yes. So you're saying it's it's at the main table. Sure. Okay. And I I'll... thought that was pretty clever. I thought about all day. Like leftovers. <laughs> reheat it and watch it later. They're still just as good, but you're doing it later. I still... I mean, now he's now only... I want reheated stuffing. He's only... I mean, this is only his fourth film, but like I think Ryan Coogler is like the most exciting like young filmmaker working. Like He's our age. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel bad about yourself? <laughs> no, other things make me feel bad about myself. Like he's our age and look at what he's accomplished. Two excellent Creed movies and two excellent Black Panther movies. No, he didn't do the second Creed. He did oh. another movie, uh, Fruitvale Station. Okay, never mind. So I've seen three of his I've seen seventy five percent of his work. Yeah. Might shock you to know that Michael B. Jordan was in that movie. Oh wow. Which I didn't because he likes to work with him. I guess so. But all right. Um I guess we can move on to spoilers. Let's just get into spoilers. Yes. Look out! There's spoilers ahead! Boy, Angela Bassett's good up until uh, she's dead. Yeah. They drowned her. They drowned her big time. 
Yeah, it was shot like her saving Riri was like that was a really beautiful shot of like them coming up from the water and yeah. it's just like the most dehumanizing like oh now she's now she's looking, face down yeah yeah and at that point in shallow water yeah like, it's she not like she's like deep make under, it to the end yeah yeah it's just like oh yeah shallow grave so I thought it was a little and not that every character has to do the same thing but like we've seen I mean even She Hulk was joking about like the surprising number of like adult orphans in the marvel cinematic universe oh, yeah. there's a lot and we've seen like in civil war like um tony stark like flip out on uh, the winter soldier just be like i don't care he killed my mom and sure he's uh, more forgiving than i would be one he tried to kill you ran you through with the spear true he did and he killed your mom also how did the spear not kill her herb powers i guess so heart-shaped herb yeah make it, remaking the heart-shaped herb yeah just uh science <laughs> like it's gone forever and then then they made it in a 3d printer <laughs> until it's not yeah and it's just there. But then again, it was kind of, I thought, like I said before in the non-spoiler, I like the symmetry of she had T'Challa's DNA up trying to help fix whatever he was dying of, but she also uses his DNA as part of the process to recreate the heart-shaped herb. Heart-shaped herb. That was real fucked up when she ripped off his little ankle wing. Oh! That looked painful. It did. And I don't even have little ankle wings. The, his reaction when he looked at it when it happened, so good. He's like, bitch, that was my ankle wing. How dare you? A pleasant surprise, speaking of Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Great to see him in, in the there. ancestral plane. Yeah, and I love how much it works and how, like, that the two times that Sherry kind of sees in there, like, shows her arc. Like, mm-hmm. she first goes in there and she's still, like, focused on revenge and, like, pain and anger. Then when, by the time she sees her mom, like, then she's, yeah. you know, kind of completed her journey. I love that. It's just like, nah, it's bullshit. Are you going to handle business? But I thought that was a really good. I didn't see that coming. Did you know he was in the movie? Yeah. Oh, but only because I looked. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't see that coming. Like you, I was kind of thinking to myself when she took the heart shaped or heart shaped herb and was going to the ancestral plane. I was like, all right, so this is where they can maybe like do some CGI or some recap stuff of you know Black Panther, T'Challa, and that's how we get our Chadwick Boseman in here, kind of like from beyond. I'm, like I said, I'm glad they didn't though. Like yeah, cool. that's awesome that they went with that. It was like the two, like the devil and the angel on your shoulders, and we got the devil right there with Killmonger. Something I I wonder how much they regret it in both of these cases. The first Black Panther killed off like two really cool characters. I wonder how much they regret that now. Well, between killing off Claw and Killmonger, true. Those two are both awesome, and now they're just not on the table anymore. Nope, they're gone because they're probably expensive. Uh, yeah, that just feels like. Losing the two of them, it just it feels like there could have been more there. I mean, in I mean, in hindsight, you know, nothing you can do about it, especially with like Chadwick's passing. Like, mm. What you could have done with like Killmonger in this, yes. And the nice thing about this cast, like this cast, does not really have a star in it. No, but it's it a has, true ensemble cast. But it has some really fucking strong actors. Like just thinking about like who could have taken on the role of Black Panther, whether it's shuri or mbaku or uh lapita nyango's character who i'm blanking on the name of uh but i mean those are all like strong was, solid actors they all could have done it and that's say, something to like elevate this cast like they're awesome i, I thought mbaku mbaku might be one of my favorite characters in this universe i guess uh, i guess he improv the line uh bald-headed demon <laughs> that was so so funny He's, man i love i just love that dude's energy yeah, but I mean, he's a little like he serves a different role in this. Like he's kind of the comic relief in this, and there's, but in a, kind of a change from Marvel movies, 
where they've been kind of panned for like in critical moments or heavy moments they'll bring in like they'll have like a snap joke or something to kind of reset the mood they didn't really do that in this movie i like think he came in with a carrot they're just like yes following up from the like uh, we're vegetarians yes also <laughs> the um they followed up with the earlier joke about you know you don't think we have books yeah <laughs> and now i guess he's king yeah good for him i know right well oh that's right because the because sherry wasn't there to challenge it challenge yeah. it yeah so yeah he's king now so he could be king and she could be black panther because the king does yeah. not have to be black panther yeah i guess not i mean i guess we've seen it a few ways now the way he says Fishman all the time though is hilarious so, something that was weird for me just like from a, a comic perspective like one i don't understand but it's i just have that mental block in my brain of like co- like talican like i'm fine with them changing the name up makes sense atlanta sounds a little bit silly but i've just had it like beaten into my brain for so many years that they're atlanteans <laughs> Yeah, but but I also know that DC has also done Atlanta, so you don't want to. There's that, but it. it pulls in the whole Mesoamerican culture. Yeah, and the Aztec culture. Like it just, I don't know. It was really cool to see again an honoring of that culture. But kind of, of like the Mayan society. My point going off of that, like I don't understand how uh, the Talican people heal. Like they get taken out, like stabbed in vital organs, and then they just get up, and then sometimes they don't. So Be- I don't understand that one. Because but... they're mutants, Zach. Yeah, except sometimes stabbing them works fine. Mm, true. And then sometimes it doesn't. But again, we get introduced, uh, reintroduced to mutants existing in this universe. Yeah, that was a pretty, pretty blatant. You know, yeah, he's they, a mutant. Yeah, they just told you. Yeah. No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hide anything. He's a mutant. But Okoye is fighting this one dude like throughout the movie. Yes. And I don't like kind of nameless, faceless dude, but they even like mention like two of the. I mean, Atlantis doesn't have like um, a bunch of like big names coming out of it in the comics, but they specifically say like, oh, Atuma's there. So why isn't she fighting Atuma? Like, why not go with a named character? Even like Namora does nothing in this movie. The, the guy that she fights, though, reminds me of two characters. Reminds me of one of the Inquisitors from Obi Wan. And also the hammerhead shark guy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I didn't bring that up in news. Pirates of the Caribbean with Margot Robbie is dead. There we go. Snuck that story in. Oh, okay. There you go. Good job. Proud of you. Yeah. I liked a lot of the... um, All of the underwater shots were really well done. The moving through... uh, I can't pronounce it. Tamalica? Talican. Talican. Yeah. Talican, can, can. Uh, I love that. I was like, this is kind of very Avatar-ish. I can't believe they did i kind of forgot about it until they did it in the movie that even though it was in a different language they got namor to say imperious rex when that happened you went oh i'm like indominus yes. rex is he gonna come is there a dinosaur i don't even know what imperious rex means he just yells it a lot it's like emperor king it's like top king like he's the number one king he says it a lot it's latin it's kind of his thing yes having little winged feet trying to bang sue storm and yelling imperious rex and then sometimes getting mad at the surface world does he have the nose thing in the comics no oh so again like that's like a mayan aztec thing no it said he has a widow's peak oh a very aggressive widow's peak so you can relate <laughs> not like that oh i i i was at the hannaford speaking of widow's peak and and hair I can't. I, I want to wear a hat every time I go into Hannaford now, and I go underneath the uh, self checkout. The self checkout, even if it's been a while since I've had haircut, still humbling, still humbling. But enough about me. The weird, the weird self checkout cameras, like the one that they have at Lowe's, is like just aimed at my chest. I'm like, what is this telling you? That's true. The <laughs> one at Target also looks you right in the face. Are you expecting people to just be like five feet and under who are checking out at Lowe's? Mm, that's a good point. It's, Very it's, good point. It's a bad camera. Yeah, not a good camera. Uh, though, let's talk mid credits, or we can talk. Um, even before, like they do hold back on showing Chadwick Boseman right until the very end and just playing some of those old clips. Mm, yes. 
Which, I mean, it's... Well, the whole Marvel logos credit was all him. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a sad experience to, like, see all that stuff. And you just kind of, like, see... And I'll get reminded, like, oh, shit, this dude, like, like had a significant amount of screen time, didn't he? Because they were able yes. to, like, pull from quite a bit. And quite a... Pre- it almost it almost feels like it takes away from the movie because you just see that dude and you're like, oh, that guy's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like, just the charisma that he has. Like, just showing, like, him in silent clips. You're like, fuck, like... Oh, yeah. This it's movie, a- <laughs> like, this movie would have been so much better with him. But... But it, yeah. it doesn't collapse under the weight of not having him. And then there's the mid credit sequence, which I don't know how I feel about it. I think it... I, actually, you know what? Let's... Oh, whatever. We can start it because this also yeah. kind of leads into our letter. Right. Um, but it feels like a cheat. Like, because there's this whole thing about, oh, we're not recasting. We're not recasting. Oh, here's a kid with the exact same name who's probably going to have the same powers. And if we ever wanted to, because with just gobbledygook comic science we could, we could age this kid right up like is he gonna go to the young avengers maybe this character doesn't exist in the books but i mean they have that like some kind of like mm. you know we were like oh he stepped through a time portal and now he's 27 see we didn't recast <sighs> so i i don't know so i it felt I mean, <laughs> well I mean, we'll see how it goes but it feels like a little bit of a cheat to me a little bit that t'challa had a son and his name is t'challa and he's gonna be you know i think it was it's an interesting twist it's an interesting twist, and it gives them some options. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to go that route, but it gives them options. Yeah, yeah, and it's still early enough that like they, it doesn't feel too retroactive at this point. Exactly, it's still early enough that instead of like introducing it, like you know, a few movies dead and like, did you know he had a secret son? No, I, I like again. They do it now. It gives them options, and it's like kind of a people can react the way they react and then they can be like maybe we'll course correct and be like okay well you know he exists but we're not going to pursue that it feels less forced now than it would be down the line yeah it's not gonna be like season seven of next generation where everyone's lost family member shows up every other episode Mm, true every other episode's too much all right that's it for uh black panther i guess let's do it any other thoughts no i thought it was a, a very fine entry into the marvel cinematic universe all right gotta move on from there to your questions letters to the editors now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can. How do you do that? Well, you just you get over to the old email account and you send it over to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Mm, yes. Send them in. Always send them in. Always send them in. We always need more. Yes. Uh, that's a pretty straight up one. With Black Panther two coming out, would you have recast T'Challa? No, no, I don't. I think that that would have that would have made the movie struggle more. I think they made the right choice in saying, "Okay, this is the hand we're dealt. What's the best that we can do with it?" It's different than recasting Rhodey when you went to Don yeah. Cheadle. Way different than that. Yeah, that was like it's an early enough. Like it was like he was only in. Whatever, um, just the first Iron Man. Yeah, no, but I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard was only in the first Iron Man. That was easy enough. He was in Black Panther. He was in Civil War. He was in both the event, the Infinity War movies. Like he was on Saturday Night Live. So you really, he had enough of a base that you couldn't, you could not recast him. I think you could, but if you were going to do it, you basically would have had to have kicked this movie down the road by like three years. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's also a, a big part of it. To, to create, but I mean, just the machine, like there's so many working parts of this machine that I just don't think there, I mean, these movies are like literally planned for years in advance, millions of dollars have spent, which sounds 
really cynical and maybe it was a cynical decision of just being like, no, this is like we slated this for this spot. This is happening now. Yeah, but I don't think it's cynical. I think it was it was the right choice to not recast it. The character the character was too well established by that actor. Anybody and anybody who did it was going to be set up to fail. Well, there's also a chance. I, I think there's a, a decent chance of this. Like when we were just talking about, like, oh, aging up the kid. I think when we, if we follow um, some comic stories, when they do Secret Wars a, a couple of years down, one of the Secret War storylines ended with like every universe is dying. They had to keep on killing all these other worlds to, like to prevent like their own main one from destroy getting destroyed. But it basically ends with every universe is destroyed, and then they just kind of like cherry pick some stuff from different universes and just plopped them in the main universe and said here they are now so there's i could totally see a world where uh we run into a variant of t'challa in like in those two avengers movies and then what if the world gets blown up we just get like down to one universe yeah you could just pluck that guy and put him in this that's fair i but, see that as a possibility yes but i think they did the right thing and not recasting 100 percent. yeah that's least, my story and i'm sticking to it yeah at least this early on especially for like how much of like a phenomenon that first movie was yeah i don't know i can understand people like I've like seen arguments. It's like, well, you should recast him because like that character shouldn't die with him. Like you like taking away like a powerful black hero and just like sidelining him and not letting other people take over the role is wrong. But, but it, I don't know. Again, there's plenty of other power. They've they show that we can also create powerful African American characters. Yeah, it's a complicated answer, but I think uh, for you know, especially now that we've seen the movie, I think they made the right choice. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. All right, that's it for this week. Um, hey, if you didn't have enough uh, death talk. Next week, come back for more Death Talk. Uh, the Kevin Conroy special. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be doing a number of things, and I'll be pulling some clips and things that I like and whatnot. Yes. So, so that's coming up next week. And I will tell you right now, because I found some stuff, um, audio quality based on the clip. Look, if I can't control it, it's not my fault. So I know I know a couple little things are going to be a little fuzzy, but I can only do so much. There you go. You're not an audio engineer by any stretch of the imagination. I think at this point I am. You're getting there. You're getting there. We need to like get a panel with like the pods on it, and we can like have a soundboard. That'd be fun. Well, to get a soundboard, I need to upgrade this, and I don't want to. Yeah. You almost had to, but the memory card seems to be the solution. Yeah, the memory card seemed to have fixed it. So the Zoom continues. All right. We'll be back next week. Well, we got to do all the, the, the post oh, show. right. Yes. Yeah, uh, sign up for Patreon. Yeah. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access to stuff behind the paywall. So that's cool. You can also email us at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And really by emailing us, you're emailing Zach. You're not really emailing me. I never get to see the emails. I never get to see the letters to the editor before we read them. So really just email Zach for show content. And you can also please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. That would be awesome too. And you can follow Zach on social media at Editors No Comics. Yeah, I got to tell you that if Twitter goes down, I'm not getting another one. I'm done. This is my last one. Your last Twitter? No, my last social media account. I'm not starting another one. You wouldn't revive your Editor's Note comics on um, Instagram? Maybe. I, I'm just saying in general, like if this thing burns to the ground, I'm not like starting a Mastodon or any of these other things that are happening. Like, no, nope, I'm You're not going to go on Truth Social? No. I think it's it's a classic case study of why we need rules in a society. Because once they took the rules away from Twitter, again... You never responded to the image I sent you of Mario flipping people off from a verified Nintendo account. Oh, yeah, I saw that going around the internet. Yeah, it was hilarious. Anyway. All right, back next week, kids. I'm on Junior Rich. Yes, he's he's on that all right. We'll be back.